Welcome back to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. And I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about Broncos from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. The Broncast is brought to you by Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to build your Bronco from the ground up. This episode, we're going to be talking about Supercell again, just a little bit, and uh, Off-Roading 101. For everyone that maybe doesn't off-road or has a new Bronco and wants to think about off-roading, John has so much experience, we're going to tap into that. I wouldn't say so much experience, <laughs> but I've I've watched a lot of people off-road. <laughs> All right, getting into this episode. It's going to be a good one. Be a fun one. So what have you been working on uh, in the shop? Well, I've got a new chassis coming in. It's actually going to be a throttle down customs chassis. And we're going to try one of those. We're going to bring that in here and do some retrofitting on it for different front and rear suspension. And mostly uh, I need to get started on that to get the Godzilla to fit in there. So that's what we're working on next. That's cool. That's very cool. uh, I'm working on all my projects for Super Celebration, trying to get trying to get things ready when I have little pockets of time. I'm also shooting a documentary about an African-American female boxer who was blind in one eye and she won like a, two national title boxing titles and one world boxing championship, like crazy story. So um, shooting that documentary and then shooting stuff for motor trend and, and all that kind of stuff. So wow, busy, cool. busy before Supercell, but Hoping to wrap up all my projects and and uh, get them all get them all done in time. Well, moving into uh, this episode of the podcast, one of the things that we love to do is we talk about parts because Bronco guys love to buy parts. Uh, we love new things. I mean, it's like Christmas every time we get a new part or work on something. In the last episode, I was talking about swapping the heads. I blew a head gasket, so putting new head gaskets on. But it's been like Christmas. I mean, you know, just even getting new valve stem seals. I'm like, ooh, these are fun, you know, like playing with them. But one of the things that um, I got recently uh, was these bumper lift uh, bumper. They they lift the bumper. So I have a one inch body lift on my Bronco. And you know that gap from underneath the front grill and underneath the back tailgate when you get a lift when you just do a body lift, you get this gap in there. Um, and I've never liked the way that it looks, you know, because now above your bumper, you've just got this kind of gap. And so it's obvious that you have put a lift on your, on your Bronco. Um, so this company bumper lift, uh, bumperlift.com, they got these spacer brackets where basically you, put this on your Bronco and put your, your bolts through and it just lifts, uh, the Bronco just that little bit so that, uh, you don't have that gap anymore. Um, it's more than this. I just grabbed these and, and brought them, but, uh, but super cool, like very cool idea. And the guy who started this had the same idea. He, he was, you know, sick and tired of having, uh, the gap on his, on his Bronco and, and so wanted to fix it and get the stock look back, uh, with still having a body lift. So he made these, they're, um, 6061 aluminum. I don't know what that means, but 
He cuts them down with a CNC aluminum machine and uh, does one inch for the front and the rear. And then he also offers them, if you have those little bumper, uh, bumperettes, bumperettes, yeah. You can still, like, there's a bumperette version and a non-bumperette version. But, yeah, really cool and solid design. And I thought, man, this is a cool, cool way to... Uh, just raise the raise the bumper a little bit and change the look of the Bronco after a body lift. So uh, we'll put the, a link to these in the show notes if, if you want to take a look at bumperlift.com. But these are high tech. They look really good too. Yeah, yeah. He did them right. Like it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't show that much under them. You can even get them painted black if you want and stuff like that. So um, I like I liked how he did them. I went for the, the uh, polished aluminum kind of look or it's not polished but it's just cut aluminum but i think they look cool so yeah i'm excited to put those on see how they work you got anything for our parts corner oh i have something coming yeah i've got a new exhaust coming for my gen 6 bronco and yeah. uh, it's going to change the the tone the note of the exhaust i can't wait to get it, it should be a little more growly yeah it's, it's too quiet for me yep it's coming from tom's off-road but i can't really talk about it yet nice. so Nice. I'm gonna. I should. Well, we'll have it on for Supercell. So if you want to hear it, come by and we'll start the truck up, and you can hear what an aftermarket exhaust sounds like on a Gen Six Bronco. That's super cool. That that'll be a lot of fun. I think that's a cool. That's a cool upgrade for sure. Um, even if it doesn't increase your horsepower, it makes it feel like it increases it because it's just loud. Sounds like you're going faster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, the uh, bulk of our episode today, uh, like Donnie said at the beginning, we're kind of doing a little off-road 101. Now, before we get into this, there's a lot that we can talk about with off-roading. So this may not be technically 101. It may not, you know, it may be a little bit more the main upgrades if you want to take your vehicle off-road and and why you would do these upgrades you know obviously there's a a lot that we could talk about with off-roading we could talk about spotters we could talk about you know but it's like we're not talking about that necessarily right now kind of talking about okay so if you've never gone off-roading before what would what should you do first to your bronco in order to get it ready for taking it off-road you know what would what would be the things that you would look at and donnie said i'm uh very proficient at off-roading i've gone a few times i wouldn't say proficient or i wouldn't say i'm an expert but the funny thing is i have filmed a ton of off-roading like that's that's one of the main you know one of the main things of my my job is filming off-roading if you've watched any off-roading videos lately i've probably had a hand in filming them so I do, I know how to judge people really well when they go off-road, you know? Like, I know how to be like, ooh, they took a bad line, or, oh, that's not a good technique. <laughs> they should have had a spotter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, as far as me doing it, I'm 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 decent. We'll, we'll put it well, that way. Well, experience. I, I, I do. I experience, use the word experience. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so talking about off-roading, two main upgrades uh, that you want to make to your vehicle to go off road. So there's, there's really two things that I'm going to focus on here. And the first one is uh, a locker. Uh, and I'll explain that in a second. And then the second one is ground clearance, how to get ground clearance on your vehicle and why you want good ground clearance. 
So starting with a locker, the reason that you want a locker is on your cars, uh, you know, on your any vehicle today, uh, your two-wheel drive vehicle is really one-wheel drive. A four-wheel drive vehicle is really a two-wheel drive because, you know, that power comes to the axle and goes out to the tire. So say your, your Bronco is rear-wheel drive. So the power comes from the engine to the transmission of the transfer case out to the axle and it's going to go to the wheel that is the easiest to move. So if you get that wheel up in the air, then that wheel is just going to spin. If you're, you know, have one wheel on the grass and one wheel on the pavement, the wheel on the grass is going to spin, you know? So, so really your axle just kind of, and, and it does that on purpose, you know, it allows that to happen on purpose. It's kind of like when you're going around a corner, you don't want your wheels turning at the same speed because the inside wheel is turning slower than the outside wheel. The outside wheel has got to make a further distance to, to kind of catch up. So that's why you introduce a locker. So on a road car, you have an open differential. That means that both of those wheels can spin at different speeds and the power from the engine really goes to one wheel. With a locker, what happens is that axle is locked. And both those wheels are going to turn at the same speed regardless of whether you're turning or going straight or whatever it is. Regardless of if one wheel's up in the air, that other wheel is going to get the same amount of power and it's going to push, push forward. So a locker is really important when you're going off-road because there's a lot of times that you're on loose ground or you do have a wheel up in the air or you know, you're kind of moving in weird ways that you want all the power to go to all the wheels, like having four wheels, getting all the power means you're going to be way better equipped off road than if, if you're not, you know, if you don't have that power. I remember I had a new 95 four wheel drive suburban lifted with big tires and I thought I could go anywhere yep. until I got it stuck. <laughs> And then I'm like, why is only one of the front wheels digging in and one of the back <laughs> wheels digging in? It was because I didn't have lockers to yep. lock the two wheels together in the front. And it's like, oh, that would have been a lot better. So that's. I had an X, uh, Jeep Cherokee XJ and uh, learned that same lesson the hard way. Uh, same thing, put mud tires on it, went, went out and I'm like what the heck? Something's broken. Like, you know, <laughs> not all my wheels are moving. I got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's the thing. Yeah. A locker is a huge thing. And so with the generation six, the new Bronco, you have the, the locker options depending on the packages that you get. And man, getting a locker is awesome. I've, I have taken the new Bronco off road a couple of times and just being able to, it's a push button on your dash and you push the button and it locks it in and you can go. But the cool thing is you can still add lockers to, you know, to the new Bronco uh, if it didn't come standard with it and make that a possibility. Um, I believe ARB makes makes lockers for the, the new Bronco and it, you know, you add a little switch on your dash and it makes it possible. Um, now you've probably heard a lot about the difference between solid axle and IFS, you know, the, the new, new Broncos have IFS independent front suspension. Uh, your older early Broncos have a solid axle, which, you know, it's a solid axle. So Tom's off road, uh, has a ton of different options when it comes to lockers for both. And so more for the early Bronco, but they still have options for, uh, the sixth gen Bronco. So it's definitely something to look at. 
Now, this is our DIY or PAY portion of our podcast. So have you ever, Donnie, have you ever installed a, a locker? No, not the electromagnetic ones. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I I have, again, I haven't done it myself. I've watched it. You know, if you watch my YouTube channel, I had Carl and his son over at Tennessee Classic Trucks uh, rebuild my Dana 44 and my Ford 9-inch for my build. So I've watched people do it, but I actually haven't done it. I know there's ways to do it without all the fancy tools and all that, but I still, I would say rebuilding an axle is probably a four wrench, maybe even a five wrench kind of job. There's a lot to it. And, uh, especially adding a locker and, you know, plumbing it in, if it's a E locker, if it's, you know, an air compressed locker, if it's, uh, there's a lot going on there, a lot to it. So I would put that at a four or five wrench. Um, so the second thing that we were we talked about with off-roading so you you got a locker you want a locker you want your your wheels to to turn you also want ground clearance you know this is an important piece of going off-road because the more ground clearance you have the bigger things you can drive over <laughs> you know and that's that's the whole thing why we go off-roading like we get to drive over rocks and uh so you know we've talked about approach angle and departure angle like what at what angle um you know is when you're driving over something is your tire hitting it versus your bumper hitting it and then breakover angle like how how much clearance do you have in the middle of your of your your bronco and i would say the biggest thing that that determines this is tire size you know it doesn't matter what lift you have if you're running 30 inch tires like you're not going to be able to drive over big stuff uh with 30 inch tires with 40 inch tires, you can drive over just about anything. The thing is you want a lift so that you can fit those big tires. Like that's why you add a lift. You don't add a lift for clearance. You add a lift so you can fit a bigger tire and then you can drive over bigger stuff. Obviously you want a lift if you're going to go off-roading just because it, it works better, but you don't necessarily, you know, just get a lift with 30 inch tires, you know, like you get big tires, you get a big lift. Um, all that works together. I have on my early Bronco, I have a two and a half inch lift from Tom's off road with a one inch body lift and I'm running 35 inch tires and I don't rub, you know, so, but I'm, I have my fenders cut in the back. And, uh, so that is a really good combination. I could, I could probably, um, go to a three and a half inch lift, but when you go to a three and a half inch lift or you go above two and a half inch lift, uh, two and a half inches, you kind of add some pretty extreme angles to your drive shaft. You add, you know, issues with, with different stuff under, under the Bronco and that lift, you, you might have to make more changes to your Bronco to actually fit that lift. Um, so I recommend people just do a two and a half inch, 35 inch tires. You got a ton of ground clearance with that combo. So it's a really good really good combination there but yeah you know there's a lot of options when it comes to different lifts and i say with lifts to really just focus on being able to get an entire package from a vendor because you know yeah you can piece together something you know oh i can get these shocks and these springs from this place over here but like getting a whole combo you know from tom's off-road 
They it's geared for the the Bronco. It's weighted for the Bronco. It's you know they've they've figured it out, and you're not guessing on well what weight should I get? What kind of shocks? What you know like all this stuff. So it's really made for the Bronco, and it it works a lot better. What lift do you have on your Gen Six? Uh, right now, um, let's see. I have the Icon Stage Seven. And, um, it's a coilover with, you know, it has quite a bit of adjustability, so I can go up almost up and down two inches with it. So right now it's maybe halfway up. I think I can get another inch out of it, which is kind of cool because it's got 37s on it and, uh, they don't rub, but if the tires were any bigger, I would definitely have to go full stretch on that kit. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a great example. Like 37s are a beefy tire. Like that's a big tire under there. And you've got a ton of ground clearance because of that. And so, yeah, having the, the lift that makes that possible to run a 37, that's that's how you do it. So, yeah. Well, uh, DIY or PAY on a lift, what would you say? Well, what's great about the Gen 6 kits that are out there, well, for example, the Icon is it's completely retrofitable. It uses all of the stock mounts. You don't have to drill. You really don't have to do anything. You could put it on. And you could take it back off and use it on your next Bronco if you <laughs> you uh, wanted to take it with you because they're not cheap. You know yeah. they're anywhere from six grand all the way up to ten thousand dollars if you get the one with, that's computerized that does all of the metering and changes the shock valving while you're driving. It's just incredible. So yeah. if you want to go, you know, full crazy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get. But it's amazing. We, we drove it uh, all the way out to Jimmy's and back, the three of us, and yeah. it was incredible that it rides as good as it did stock. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. It does ride really, really well. Well, that's a, that's a little intro into off-roading, how to get your, your vehicle ready to go off-road. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. It's kind of hard, like, you know, talking about this stuff and not going way deep into one thing. Like I'm trying to keep it, you know, kind of a little light and not, not going too deep, but, but yeah, it's fun talking about off-roading. It's fun to go off-roading. If you've never been, I definitely recommend it. It's it's a thrill, and especially when you're taking your Bronco. I know you don't want to you know damage your Bronco, but man, when you take your vehicle and you take it on a trail that you know is challenging, there's just such a rewarding feeling at the end of that. That's like, oh man, I love it. Because even like you know, I've I've done the Bronco off rodeo. But those weren't my Broncos. You know, I've, I've taken the Bronco Nation Bronco, but that's not my Bronco. You know, it's like I, I love the feeling of taking my, you know, my green Bronco out. And there's a lot I want to do to that and get it more off-road capable, take it to Moab or something like that um, one of these days. So, Well, and, you know, I think this was a good intro for preparing your truck for off-roading, you know, and then as far as going off-roading, you know, there's some real basics that we'll probably get into later, but like having a spotter, maybe walking the, the obstacle that you're going to climb over first Absolutely. and just some real common sense things, but there's some really good videos out there on that. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's hard to see. We were talking about visibility earlier about how, if you're just in the driver's seat and you can't see the obstacle anymore, but the, weren't we talking about the yes. camera option in the gen sixes? Oh man. I like, hear me out on this. If you are buying a Bronco, get the Lux package with the big 12 inch screen because taking that thing off road and turning on the, the tire cameras, it's like, I can see everything, you know, everything that my wheel is going over my tire that is going over. 
And it's amazing because, you know, really, if you think about it, when you're coming up to an obstacle, you lose visibility of the obstacle three feet away. You know, it's like you can't see it over the hood once you're under three feet. So, you know, it's like as you're coming up to it, you're like, am I going to hit it? Am I right? Is my line right? You know, and with those cameras, it made it really easy to, to take that Bronco off road. Well, and if you can see it and what it took to climb over with the front wheel, you might want to go a little faster, carry some momentum, yep. get the back wheel over it. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I didn't get that package, but I really want to add it. Yeah. Cause that would just, it'd be like having a spotter on each wheel. It is hundred percent. Well, this week we have a question that came in. Uh, remember if you want to write us and ask us a question, questions at the broadcast.com. Uh, we'll put a, a link to that down in the description so you can ask ask us questions because this is this podcast is for you guys. It's it's not for us. Um, it's it's for you guys. So we want to hear the questions that you want to know the answer to when it comes to a Bronco. Uh, this week's Q and A comes from Julie in Wisconsin. Julie writes. I picked up my new Bronco. I tried to put a lot of inflection on that. She was really happy. It's a four-door wild track, and I want to add a light bar. What's an easy-to-install light bar that isn't overkill for a mom of three? Um, that's, a good, that's a good question. Um, I think the first thing to think about um, is uh, do you have the upfitter switches? Um, I think the wild track... She had a wild track. Yeah. Wild track comes with those switches that are in the overhead console, um, stock. Uh, but the cool thing with the Bronco is it's already wired, whether you have that, those switches or not. So the wiring runs up to the, the roof. Um, and so you can definitely do that, but what would you say? What, what, yeah, what I've thinking? got the, my wild sass. <laughs> I think that's what people call it now. Oh yeah. Wild track. Oh, you have the it's wild like, track too. Like yeah. the Raptor. They all yeah. have little nicknames. Well, yeah. my wild sass. It has the upfitter switches, and I haven't hooked anything up to them yet, but I've got the the lights inside the cactus matcher yeah, the, in yeah. the front, and then uh, I've got the KC bar we're putting on, so I'm going to start oh, wiring yes. into all of that, but um, you've actually done that, haven't you? I put a light bar on, yeah, one of them. Um, I forget which one it was, uh, but for the if you're putting a light bar on top, the only difficult thing is where they put the wiring for the light bar it is under that little cap that's above your windshield and you have to drill a hole under that cap um, which you put the cap back on so it's sealed it's not like it'll leak but i couldn't get the wire just to pop up after i drilled the hole so i actually had to remove the visor and remove some parts inside and push the wire like feed the wire up through the hole that i drilled that was honestly the hardest part. The rest of it, it was like figure out, oh, the red and green wire connects to the yellow and orange wire under the glove box. So you do that. Oh, then the orange and white wire connects to the red and white wire under the, you know, in the engine bay. So you do that and you're done. Like it's connected to the switch, you know, it's like that easy. Um, and, you know, just putting the brackets on and, and uh, connecting the, the light bar up. Well, when I uh, get my KC bar put up there, um, probably the first thing I'm going to do is put all the smiley faces on the front because yeah. that's my favorite thing. So, yep. the, you know, the cool sunglasses. <laughs> and then um, I might try and fish from the top down and see if I can get the wire to pull up. And uh, 
we'll figure all that out and then we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would rate, you know, rate that, um, it's not a DIY or PAY that we were talking about it, but it was just a question, but I'd still probably rate it like a two wrench. Um, you know, you need a drill and some tools to, to, uh, uh, connect wires. Like it's, it's not too difficult for sure. Maybe a socket to, to put the light bar up there. But yeah, I mean, even for a mom of three, I really like the KC highlights light bar. I think that's a, a cool, um, retro kind of option. Um, I think I like it better than just like the 40 inch, you know, just led strip. But yeah, I think a light bar looks really cool on, on the new Broncos. Well, you know, all the gen one owners are like, get a drill out. Okay. A gen six person's like, you want, I'm going to drill in my truck. (laughs) Wait, it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We drill into our Broncos. There are (laughs) holes everywhere, (laughs) you know, uh, on our early Broncos. But for a gen six, it's like, I'm still like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to check it out, make sure that, and we'll talk about that whole process, but, um, it's, it's not as scary as it sounds. It's not. Yeah, it's not. And uh, honestly, that cap covers it up. So you don't even end up seeing it. Um, but yeah, it is scary to, to drill into your Bronco. I get it. That is a, that's a scary part, but you know, if she didn't want to do it, I'd say find a shop, um, that would do it for you. And that would, that would uh, hook it up a shop that knows Broncos, a shop that, um, you know, works on new Broncos, not just any old shop, but yeah. Uh, well, what's really cool is when you get your truck, uh, a new Bronco lifted, it just looks right. And then the bigger, you can't put big enough tires on one for me. And then the lights and the cactus smasher on the front for me, it gives it that whole Baja look. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many like six and seven and eight year old boys are just like crawling all over my all the time. I gotta like peel them off the tires before I leave. <laughs> they just, they think it's a giant Tonka truck. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's got that whole look. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Well guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching the broadcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the broadcast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the broadcast. We'll see you next week.